Hello, everybody. This is a bit of a piss out. How are you doing? Hope, hope you're well. Um, welcome to another episode of Cow Daily. Um, please let us know if the stream is solid and you can hear us. Also, if you could let us know in the comments um, where you are listening in from, because I've never asked you that before, I think, and that would be good. And uh, also, I realize I keep saying listening in, and we don't just do audio anymore, do we? What, what collective term can we use for watchers and listeners? Because watchers and listeners is a bit unwieldy. But anyway, I see as it's starting to come in, the lag has... Um, gone away at the start of the live stream, which is Belta. So I'll repeat that again. If you let me know where you are in the comments, that would be absolutely lush. Um, a few things I want to cover today, actually. Um, but before we do, in the time on a tradition, patreon.com, it's your boy, Cow Daily. That's patreon.com forward slash Cow Daily. Um, we're doing a thing called Cow Flicks for Christmas. One of the Reasons for that is is um, the we want to do watch parties and these are the kind of events that can be inclusive um, and everybody could attend obviously because they're online. I'm busily trying to work out how we can have like an actual in-person event where clinically vulnerable people could feel safe and included. And we'll put a bit of um, like stuff out for advice and I'm talking to a few people and it's going to be a slow burner, obviously, because I don't think anything can be 100%. Um, and obviously some of it relies on trust and everything like that too, doesn't it? So um, I'm really not sure. I'm not sure at the minute, but that's something that we're going to do. And in the meantime, watch parties are going to be the ones. So patreon.com forward slash cow daily if you want to be part of the Cowflix uh, Christmas movement. Um, I think it'll be fun. We've got a load of stuff to release, Sleaford Mods, Jackie Weaver, all of that between now and, um, well, it's stuff that I were recorded when I was ill and I would just record and then I would get it properly ill again and then I couldn't release it and, and, and. So we've got a ton of stuff, which I'm really excited about and I'm excited about um, releasing. But we're going to do that to thank patrons first. Also, um, special shout out to Joanne Gillam, who upped your pledge today, mate, like just before we went on air, actually, which is really touching, man. And I really appreciate all your support. Um, and that doing that is, just, I know, is it's just a beautiful thing. It was every time that, that happens and comes in and somebody shares the kindness like that, I'm, I'm really touched and grateful. Um, so I just want to fucking thank all of these people here but also all of these people here. I was trying to work out a way to get like everybody on the screen at the same time, um, and that's how. Um, this week, Petter Howell, Len Milligan, Richard Plater stepped up and are supporting the movement. Thanks so fucking much, man. Um, Jacqueline Hemmons stepped up recently. Dave, Samuel, Paul Daly, Jojo, Paul Gregory, running across the bottom, Duncan Paler, Russ Smith, Ryan Jones, Joanne Gillum, David Rowe, Paul Veronica, that's running too slow. Everybody, Andrew HC, Jerry Taylor, all ears, gang, 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 John O'Clark, Chris Paul, love yous, thank you so much. Um, Zoe Jarrett, Julie Tailford, and I said beyond all day, but like basically what we need to be doing, right? And just full disclosure, what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to put down uh, like very soon um, how many patrons it would take to make this viable. 
because it is I mean, it isn't. This is just me kind of like half volunteering here and have like, and that's just a fact, you know. So we need obviously to um, get it to a place where I'm not worrying about money and things like that, and that can cover um, me cost of living. Um, so um, I'll be I've been working that out, and I'll I'll put it all out, and I'll hopefully people will get behind that and understand. Um, what we're doing and what this is that would be absolutely top so today there's a few things i want to cover and i've prepared an entire show but i'm going to talk um a bit free form first um simply because uh would we, we spoke with a guest yesterday gary sullivan and rightly some people came and criticized so i want to like speak to you as the viewers watchers still haven't got watchers there you go speak to you as the watchers um about what I've heard from people and I want to thank people specifically like Malcolm Gildon, uh Trolling and Swindon, Ali Keith, and others. Um simply because uh it was good to engage in that dialogue. And what's come off the back of that is that we're trying to arrange a debate between Gary, uh the guest yesterday, and Trolling in Swindon. Um and Trolling Swindon's agreed. So that would be 12 noon next Monday. I'm yet to hear back from Gary Sullivan. Um, so Gary, if you're watching or listening, give us a shout, mate. Like, tell us if you want to do it or you don't want to do it, and we'll go from there. Um, I think it's important. I think it's an important thing to do to follow on and authentically face criticism. Um, sometimes we all get it wrong. But I'll save um, the detail of my what I've reflected on my like issue within that until such a time as that debate happens and Tron and Swinon can challenge me to my face. Or I've also invited Tron and Swindon to do that if Gary doesn't want to do it and we'll just do it together on, on Monday. And we'll just take it from there, man. Um, I think these th these dialogues are, are absolutely important and I it's what I want our work to, to do. Um, so yeah, that's what we'll do. And I'll save it for when these people are here or they're not here. If it ends up nobody wants to step up and jump on the show and do it, then I'll do it myself. And then we'll just crack on from it and that's it. But I really don't think I can do any more than than this. Do you know what I'm saying? I really don't think I can um I can step up any any more and actually absorb what people ha like have to say and how the work how they respond to the work. I, I just think that's an important thing to do. So that's what we're doing. Have a look at the comments there. Eh? See who's a boot. Um, Joanne's in. Some turkey. Hello, mate. Nice to see. Ali Keith in the house. Glasgow. StreamYard's playing up a bit, but you're back. Glasgow checking in, watching on YouTube, but my comments box not showing up. Yeah, there's something like... It's weird, man, right? So like there's something like weird with the live today. I don't know what it is, but we'll just crack on there and just go from there. There's some kind of like jerky weirdness going on with it. I'm wondering if it's actually broadcasting properly. I don't know, but I'll check it out after the show. We can't do nothing but carry on, can we? So there's a few things that I wanted to talk about, as I say. Um, one of them being this, which is prepayment meters. Um, ben Sellers, um, uh, follow him, saw him post this. 
And what the, it is from iNews, forcing vulnerable to have prepayment meters is exploitation by energy companies, say MPs. What Ben is saying is this is really shocking stuff. Please have a read if you've got a minute. Prepayment meters being forcibly installed en masse without any real oversight or accountability. People in extremely vulnerable situations having the most expensive energy forced on them. Outrageous. I mean, um, Alice on Cow Weekly has spoken about prepayment meters before. Um, and she was involved in a campaign um, a while ago, like to try, like it was around about the time of the 2019 general election, actually, because I remember she spoke to Laura Pidcock. Laura Pidcock was very helpful um, in putting her on to other people. This goes on and on, and obviously it's got worse for people now. So energy firms forced prepayment meter warrants are mass exploitation of the vulnerable MPs warn YouGov data for the Warm This Winter campaign suggests one in 10 prepayment meter customers have self-disconnected their supply and another third now live in cold, damp homes. Absolutely unacceptable in a so-called evolved economy. So it goes on. The government is being urged to clamp down on energy firms obtaining warrants to force a warrants man to force install prepayment energy meters after an investigation by the iPaper found nearly half a million have been granted by magistrates since the last COVID lockdown. Right. We'll just we'll come back to this in a minute. Right. Half a million warrants have been granted by the court since the last COVID lockdown. So there's punitive measures, but there's no help. Like, where's the help for people? Like, it's not people's fault that they couldn't go and earn money. Like, I, I run, run events in part for a living. I've not been able to do them. Like, I, it was legally not okay to do them. And because of the cost of living, it's at a point now regarding the events sector where, one, I don't have any capital anymore to put one on. Two, um, that's because I didn't get any help from the government at all during lockdowns. And three, the people like who've been affected by this haven't got money to pay for, for tickets or have a night out. So even putting money into an event, you're probably going to lose money these days. Unless you're one of these like sort of um, Tarquin promoters who like, Newcastle was riddled with at one time and probably still is, where that... Sorry, I heard my mouth there. Um, it's either a dog or my partner. Who knows? <laughs> um, the the Tarquin promoters, where they couldn't afford to lose the money, and there was a hell of a lot of that going on around Newcastle. To be quite quite fair, um, and a lot of it's about them just building an image, whatever, whatever. But it just wrecks club nights. It just wrecks the whole scene. It wrecks events because you, if you need to make some money to live off them then you have to make profit. And you can't do that if people are putting on these loss-making lineups. But anyway, I digress. But basically, because people think, like, hold on, you're shortchanging us. I'm like, no, no, we're just running it properly. So anyway, uh, there's there's some shots fired. Uh, fuck the world. Um, 500,000 warrants, 500,000 households being forced to pay more money for electricity which is what prepayment meters do. What kind of joke is that? So anyway, it goes on. Since July 2021, 
debt collection agent, sorry, debt collecting agents acting on behalf of some of the nation's biggest gas and electricity companies have obtained more than 490,000 warrants to enter properties, man. Prepayment meters are controversial because they are a more expensive way to buy energy and can leave customers facing a choice between disconnecting their electricity supply or being pushed deeper into debt. Right, so this is um, from the iPaper visiting a court in the north of England. Um, so to try and understand the process, 496 warrants were seen granted by magistrates in just three minutes and 51 seconds. YouGov data for the Warm This Winter campaign shows that 64% of prepayment meters are vulnerable, uh, with 51% having health conditions or disabilities. So basically, this is a further tax on vulnerable people, people with health conditions or disabilities, who are having to self-isolate still because apparently COVID's over. It isn't, and we're going to be seeing the strain on the NHS so I would fully assume that people who've been let down by the government and a hell of a lot of the frigging population too are now sitting in basically ice-cold cubes, scared to put their heating on because of the extortion that we're being subjected to. And it is a choice because this is not happening in other countries, by the way, at all. And they're making their existing health conditions worse. So if they go out, then they're under risk. And if they go and if they stay in, they're under risk as well. That is utterly fucking unacceptable on by any metric, right? I'd love somebody to try and make a case for um this being like any kind of um expression of a civilized society. It's a fucking disgrace, is exactly what it is. A disgrace upon disgrace upon disgrace. And what do we do about it? Well, anyway, we'll go on and um, find out the rest of this. So YouGov data for the Warm This Winter campaign shows that 64% of prepayment meters are vulnerable with 51% having health conditions or disabilities. The findings suggest 1 in 10, 13% prepayment meter customers have self-disconnected their supply by massively reducing their energy use. Another third, 31%, now live in cold, damp homes, according to the survey. Right. Let's not talk about this in the abstract anymore. Um, I'm by no means clinically vulnerable at this point, but we are absolutely living in a cold and damp house and our landlord is taking the absolute piss. So we're moving again soon. Mad, isn't it? How many houses, man? Like, it's mental. But this is the point, isn't it? Like, I'm waking up every morning and, you know, I'm worried because, I, as you know, I was ill for a long time and I might not be long-term clinically extremely vulnerable, but five years, like, with various stuff is long enough to know what it's like to be isolated in the house. And this is exactly fucking why I'm never going to stop advocating for and stand alongside clinically extremely vulnerable people. And if it pisses people off, good. It's meant to make you feel uncomfortable because if you feel uncomfortable about it, you probably put it out of your mind. And I understand by me, me doing this, given the response that I've got when I've actually spoke up for clinically extremely vulnerable people, somehow people seem to be absolutely comfortable with a form of, of fucking beige eugenics. If eugenics and the, the slaughter of people in their own home can be beige at all but the people who are trying to bestow it upon others and filter it through their nod and dog repeaters in society some of the public that's what they want 
it, it, it's just the sick. Oh, we can't do anything. No, you can. Like other countries are not doing this. They're not doing this at all. It's monstrous. And to my mind, it's a form of state sanctioned eugenics. Warrants and all of this should be absolutely banned during this time. It shouldn't be allowed to happen. Energy companies shouldn't be allowed to have all of these profits because the consequence of that as a microcosm for the whole capitalist system is people at the bottom end of society. Well, from a financial level, I don't see humans as like below anybody else. That class system fucking like propaganda that's clearly still in my head can get out and get in the fucking bin. This is disgusting. It's wrong. It's just absolutely something on all of the other reasons why I'm not proud to be where I'm from. How can you be proud of a country who would do something like this? How can you wrap yourself in that flag and know that good people, just like you and I, are scared to put their frigging heat on? Oh, well, just put a jumper on, tighten your fucking belts. Da, da, da. Like, how much more can people be squeezed? How much more? Not at all. Whereas, as Eddie Dempsey says, all of these people rinsing us are having a disco. Great term, that, like, a little, little bit of Italian 90, Terry Butcher with the, the blood on his head. Chris Waddle giving it all this. Last time I actually cared. <laughs> what what do you what do you think we should we couldn't do about this though? Because this can't happen, man. Also, as well, and I've wrote about this a hell of a lot, and I'm gonna speak it with my full chest, face on camera, and all that. Every single member of the political class has let us down. Where's the opposition coming from? Where's this fucking new party? And I can include Jeremy Corbyn in this as well. Because he's sitting around with his fucking finger up his ass. He's the only one with the profile, really. I mean, he could make a case for Dempsey and all of that. But they're a bit busy with the fucking strikes. It's not their responsibility to step up and set this party up, even though they might. I don't know. I hope that happens. It's the people who are actual politicians who should be doing it. How much more is needed than Starmer like, saying that it's, he's not coming back? Now, look, I've got mad respect for what he did, but we've got to draw a line under it, man. Like, people are scared to put the heating on. In 2022, through no fault of their own, none. So we can't just soft soap this in kid gloves every fucker just because we like them. Like, what, what else are we going to do here? Like, are we just going to, like, jemmy grannies out of their, at their homes in February? Jemmy clinically vulnerable people out of their homes and find that they're dead or dying because they're sitting there freezing. Now, I'm, I'm not talking about this as other people as well. I'm talking about this as fucking me as well. Now, we're not in the worst situation, but we're not in the best either. Much like everybody else, I'm fucking freezing all the time. All the time. And, and we work from home, so we've got to be at other ends of the house, and we've got to fucking heat the bastard, haven't we? Like, but a lot of the time, I'll just be sitting here freezing my balls off. And it's unacceptable, man. There's so, there's, there's, like, it is on a side point as well. There's, there's a few shows where I've listened to them back, and I sound like I've been sniffing beak before I go on, because my nose is like full of snot. Um, fuck all of this shit, man. Like, we don't have to take this, but we definitely should hold people accountable and that, like full accountability should start with the individual but if there's a way for 
people to reach out to Jeremy. Please do it today. Like, if he's not going to do it, then come out and say you're not going to do it. Stop this limbo shit. Another day we're into winter. Another one. Another one. How many more days, man? Like, get, it's not, it's not going to, like, ultimately immediately solve the problem, is it? But what it's going to do is generate hope and have a whole caucus of people, hundreds of thousands of people who will step up and join. What then we're off to the races, then we can do proper like interventions, then we then we can ge generate funds with self and try and get 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 some people looked after because we're not going to be able to do it all. That should be government, and it's a failure of government and a failure of policy. And who makes policy? Politicians, the entire political class. There are no fucking excuses for this. And the Labour Party have not done a thing about this because they're just trying to like muddle their way through to winning an election. So they're prepared to like have people die. That's the reality of it, isn't it? They're prepared to long this out. More and more people die, get seriously ill. Meanwhile, COVID is on the absolute rise. So, like, try and recover from, from COVID if it gets in your chest and you can't put the heat on. Try and recover from COVID with, with the amount of stress you're experiencing inside because you can't put the heat on. You don't know how you're going to eat. People will top themselves, man. This is the fucking facts and reality of the world that we're living in. Meanwhile, it's all like, go England, go Britain, fucking whatever you want. Like, oh, I'll just watch the World Cup and freeze in me, me peasant's hovel. Like, what kind of shite is this? It's like George Orwell said, I'm going to butcher this, but like, bear with us. It's, it's along the lines of um, beer and football, um, like, is the sum total of the horizon of people's minds and it's enough to keep them docile and passive. Like, how is that still happening here, man? Other countries, the bins would have been on fire. France. And now, for obviously guidelines, I'm not advocating anybody goes out and does this at all. But in France, Macron, neoliberal centrist, nationalized EDF, the power company, and they're only paying 4% more. It's a policy choice. And Macron, like, he would not have done that, right? At all, unless he was worried about the bins going on fire. How are you, man? If anybody knows anything about Macron, it's not going to happen, is it? So, anyway, we'll take some comments, see what you're saying. Do, do, do. Interesting comment, this. Was Morris, the last 12 years have been an, an experiment in getting away with democide. What a fucking great word democide is. I've never. Um, did you make that word up or is it an actual word? Because it was, because I haven't actually come across that word before. Absolutely class word, isn't it? Lizzie F. Come on. Guy got £15 charge for £18.50 debt. He's waiting for enforced prepayment meter by Christmas. Absolutely disgusting, isn't it? Disgusting, isn't it? Like, that's a great example, Lizzie. Disgusting. Um, also, thanks for letting us know the live chat's working now and all of this. I don't know what that, that was about. But uh, thanks for obviously letting us know. Um, Lizzie's saying, we're lucky. We have chimneys. We've opened up fireplaces and the kids go out collecting firewood. Here's one fire. My fucking landlord, right? There was a problem with the fucking... We've got a, like a wood burner down there, right? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll have it fixed in a week. Four weeks ago, and he's not contacted about it at all, right? Trying to heat this house and like... A pile of wood outside. So you know what I did? I just bodged it up and we're fucking using it. Fuck you. 
<laughs> like, well, even anyway, fucking deal with the worst problem, you fucking tight cunt. Um, but that's the thing. I'll be nice with anybody who's nice with me, but I tell you this for a fact, right? Anybody messes with my family and our sense of well-being and that, and it's fucking game on, by the way, every time. And I swear to God, he's getting telt before we leave. So Carlos is saying, hello, Carlos. Politicide also, indeed, fucking right. What does this tell me about democide? It's an actual word killing off a section of the population, usually the poor. Amazing. That is an educational moment. Thanks, pal. That's really good. So absolutely shocking, isn't it? And absolutely, well, let's have it right. It's fucking evil, isn't it? Like it's beige evil. It's that like thing that England specifically, I'm not including like Wales and Scotland or anywhere else in this. Like the, the political class in England, it's the beige evil of sitting in limbo and just like longing it out just so they can get in power. And then you've got all these bells telling what to vote Labour because it'll get the Tories out. For what? Like, so they can privatise the NHS. Go and have a look at whether, like, should you vote Labour playlist if you don't believe what I should, God knows I share it enough on the Facebook page. Like, it's um, fully disgusting, the, the state of Britain now, not just because of the, the things that we know are happening, but the denialism within the population is a joke. And it's just underpinning and bolstering um, what the ruling class establishment call them what they will, cunts essentially, um, are doing on the population, which they would never get away with if it was in France, ever. Ever. Right, there's one more thing that I want to put put up, and it's the Fire Brigade's union, um, because they're not getting enough shine, and it's winter strikes time. Let us know if you can hear this all right, dudes. See you in a bit. Right, two seconds. I've absolutely mashed that up. We'll go again. <laughs> this is why I need a producer. If you want to help us get a producer, it would help us with them interviewing tricky guests as well because I'm a bit distracted. Um, if you want to help us get a producer, patreon.com forward slash cowdaily. It would be massively helpful. Um, this is not my skill set. I can talk. I can talk all day. But I've had to teach myself this tech shit. And sometimes I'm going to make a mistake. So anyway, I'll add this to the stream. Let's hear what the lad's saying. This is uh, General Secretary of the FBU, Matt Rack. You've been offered 5%. Why is that not enough? Because 11% is the rate of inflation currently, so that's a 6% pay cut. Why should workers pay the price for problems we didn't cause? Why should firefighters and other public sector workers and workers anywhere indeed be told to take a pay cut? What we're being offered is actually a pay cut and I don't see how anyone justifies cutting pay. Because the country can't afford it at the moment? Well, uh, that's nonsense, isn't it? Because some people have done very, very well. There are people who've made millions and millions in terms of COVID contracts. You look at the profits of big business, you look at the very wealthy in society, the government could afford to find £43 billion just a few short weeks ago in a handouts to the richest people in society, but they tell workers that we've got to tighten our belts and we've got people, as your introduction said, now increasingly unable to pay their bills. Firefighters, professionals, delivering an essential service, being forced to food banks, which has been admitted by our employers and by chief officers. I don't know how you justify that. How does anyone try to justify that situation? 
How worried are you about the consequences for the public if you do strike? Well, obviously, we're very worried. It's not a position anybody wants to be in. Uh, but equally, you can't go on year on year on year being told to tighten your belts and that actually something will improve somewhere down the line and it never does improve. So eventually, you have to take some action and that's what our members are now deciding. Our members have voted democratically to reject the pay offer that they were made. We're now taking the next stage, which is to ballot them on industrial action. That's a very sad thing to do. None of our members want to be in that position, but equally, they've got the problem of how do you pay the bills? How do you pay the rent, the mortgage, the grocery bills, the energy bills at the end of the month? Absolutely bang on there from your boy, Matt Rack, from the FBU. Um, I think it's happening right now in London, actually. There's a, a firefighters rally. So um, just a, a note on the strikes, obviously, you know, Pickers comes on, Matt, um, old school pal. Um, just on that, it's been wonderful seeing his evolution as a man. Honestly, man, like, what a beautiful thing. Like, seeing working class people step up and they're educated. And honestly, seriously, if you saw this, like, state of what me and Pickers were like when we were like 19, 20, man, knocking about on the drink with Brian and that. Dear God, that, like, would. I don't know what we'd have thought of what we're like now, but I've got so much love and respect for that lad. But anyway, back to this. We need to start looking at like all of these different struggles, right? The firefighters, posties, nurses, it's all one thing. And I think it was Dave Ward from the CW who said there's like some kind of like like tacit general strike happening this winter with the amount of things and things that are going on. And a lot of the problem is that I don't think they can actually like say general strike because of the anti-trade union legislation, which is something we need to be fully mindful of because some of it is Labour are, are, don't look like they're going to get in the way of anything, even if it's just like, you know, speaking out. They're trying to keep everybody happy so they can muddle through in this beige limbo and just go, like, oh, we're going. I don't, like, I don't know if that voice is Keir Starmer or the shadow chancellor, Rachel Reeves. Stick a wig on one, stick it on the other. Do one of them hair swap app things? Somebody make that and send it to us, man. It'll be hilarious. So that's the crack. It's on us, isn't it? So what we have to do is speak to our people, man. I mean, like, speak to the people around about work and do not, like, back down. Like, but we're going into Christmas, which is, like, Britain's debating society once a year, really. So get your racist uncle talking points uh, and debunking points, like, fully locked in. But also um, the strikes. And obviously, we can collectivize that with Just Stop Oil, too. They're all working for the same thing, but like, where movement's too fragmented. Like, enough is enough is a decent enough banner, but it clearly needs some kind of political arm as well to really ignite people behind it. Um, it doesn't even need to be called that. I don't even care if it's called the fucking whatever party, you know what I mean? Just give us something. Like, I am prepared to graft my face off. And I know there's people here. Lizzie's in the comments there. She's she's one. And I know there's resty as wood just to try and bring some fucking comfort to people in, in the shit. Like, it's not coming from a political class yet. So we've got to put the pressure on them, man. We can't have room for sentiment, man. Like, people can't die just because we're scared of offending Jeremy. Somebody get on to him the day, man, and just drag this out of him. 
like I get he's like we're all we've all been in mourning and it like he's he's done a really good way like job of making it look like he's not, but you can't not be affected by what's happened to him. It's disgusting. And I'll always stand alongside and defend him on that. Absolutely, he, he's earned that in spades, man, for what he's done. But on this, absolutely not defending him whatsoever. Like, if you're going to stay, remain in public life like this, you've got to do the obvious. It's not about you getting back into the fucking labour. But um, the top bottom of it is, right, um, ultimately, we need to accept that this is all on us. And just know that we're doing things behind the scenes to try and force this, to try and do whatever we could fucking do, and also to try and build this platform as well, because... We need to be in position ahead of any general election and build this and other independent media as high as it can fucking go, man. We can't just sit around licking wounds. We've got to get on the front foot, always. Um, it, it's been tough. It's been hard for all of us. Like that election, 2019, was a fucking nightmare, wasn't it? But and then we went into COVID, and then it was all where emotions were like really just put on hold. Um, in some respects seen as self-indulgence but what it did do was give her a lot of time to reflect away from distraction and I tell you what it's made me more resolved to fight this than I've ever been ever like they say you go more right wing as you get older bloody hell if, you, if that's if that's the case now then you, there must be something fucking deeply wrong with you or you must be one of the most selfish motherfuckers on the planet if that's the case fuck off out of our way because the movement that we're all building together is unstoppable and if people don't want to roll with us they can get fucking rolled over love every single one years thanks so much to fucking everybody who's supporting um by sharing by um upping your patreon by becoming a patron uh by honestly the fucking the the kindness and the beautiful words and the understanding that has been shown to me in the last 24 hours man not even that like since i came back after being ill seriously man i'll never forget that and I, when i never forget something you've got a fucking friend for life so all the very best is i'm gonna go off and plan the morris show and try and get ahead a little bit actually it's wednesday isn't it um, I might do one actually because, like, you know, it's been a bit of a funny week. So, we might do one tomorrow. Make sure you've got your notification bells on. If not, back on Thursday, and there'll be something out for patrons tomorrow on patreon.com forward slash cow daily. See you later, pals. All the bloody best here. <laughs>